Welcome to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Let's join our host, Melvin York. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Melvin York with Daddy Pete Gardening. Over the last period of uh, several weeks, I've had quite a few questions that I'd like to address, answer for our listeners. Again, we do thank you for tuning in and listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete at Daddy Pete Farms. Our slogan, our logo, our heart is that we help you grow. And that's exactly what we intend to do, offering you some of the best potting mixes, potting substrates, potting amendments, soil amendments, barks, and uh, growing medias that we possibly know how to make. We do thank you so much for all the kind feedback that we get that the product's working well for everyone. So let's get into some of these questions. And again, if you do have a question, you can go to our web page, which is www.daddypeets.com, D-A-D-D-Y-P-E-T-E-S.com. And if you'll look on our page there where it says podcast, you'll have a place also for questions. Please leave us one while you're there. Look around and take advantage of looking at all of our different soils and soil amendments, as I said previous, and look at the different products. Also, if you'd like to sign up for the monthly gardening newsletter, we give you tips on your garden, what time to plant, and uh, some different things. Go ahead and sign up for that, and we'll shoot you out an email once a month. That's free to you. No, we don't sell your name, or we use it for anything else. So let's get into the questions today. And there's been quite a few that I've had, so I want to make sure that uh, we do answer as many as we can today. And we will do that, answer some more on the next one. One of the first ones I've had is, and I think maybe one of the main ones that people have been listening in to is why should I garden? And uh, on the backside of that, is it really worth it? Well, let's just take a moment and answer the first part of that question is why should I garden? Well, unless you know someone that gardens or you live in a neighborhood where you know the people and you can go and buy fresh from them, that's the only way you know you're going to get a fresh vegetable to feed your family for you and your family. I do know a lot of people that gardens and takes to the farmer's market. And as long as you're in the neighborhood, most of them's glad for you to ask them questions and to see exactly what they're growing, where they're growing. So that's one way that you could buy fresh vegetables from them. But on the other hand, you could grow those in your own garden. Pick and choose. You will not be able to grow everything, every vegetable you need unless you have a humongous amount of property to do everything you need. A good example of that is like corn. Corn takes up a lot of space. Put corn in a raised bed, uh, you would have to have uh, just a gigantic raised bed if you were doing it in raised bed gardening and would take up most of the space in there and would not be profitable for what you're growing. You want to take your space that you're using and get the most out of it and the most vegetables you can per square foot. So think about that when you're gardening. I like to use raised bed gardening on the square foot theory. How many plants can I get in a square foot of that? How much return am I going to get on that? Uh, Good examples uh, to put in that raised bed garden or into a row garden is, you know, green beans. You can put your peppers, your tomatoes, 
uh, sweet peas. And again, you can do these at different times of year. So you continually use that raised bed over and over and you can rotate them. It's always nice to have two to three raised beds uh, for doing that. Is it really worth it? Well, certainly it's really worth it. You have the initial investment the first year, but you go on right then. You buy the seeds or you buy the transplant and you get multiple, 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 either whether it be uh, bushels, whether it be pounds, uh, fresh vegetables that you pick yourself. If you have children, they can learn how to grow. So is it worth it? Yes. And you do know what that you're eating. Another thing is not everybody likes the variety of things of the different types. And we have many of tomatoes. We have many of green beans. Uh, we have different varieties of corn, of peppers. And maybe the uh, person that goes to the farm market doesn't grow the exact green bean or the exact type of tomato you like. This way you get to pick and choose what variety you like. And you can try a couple different ones till you get the ones if you don't know. So believe me, they are a difference in varieties of green beans. They are a different in taste in the variety of tomatoes and peppers and squash. Do you want squash? Do you want an acorn squash? Do you want a yellow crookneck? Do you want a uh, straight squash? Do you want zucchini? So you always have different varieties that you can try that would be for your liking so and grow for what your family likes. So that kind of gives you just a little bit of an overview why you should garden and is it really worth it. Today, I've noticed in the grocery stores, and I know they're doing the best they can, by no means am I condemning anyone, but at the very best you're going to get is not fresh and produced. There is no way it can be picked, and if it's either picked early, like tomatoes green and ripening in the process through there, or either sprayed to ripen when they get there, just like a lot of bananas are, different vegetables, or they rode in the truck, and then they've got set out, and they go through all of this process. So fresh is the furthest thing you're going to get, usually, in grocery stores. So that's one thing that you do want to consider also. Then I have people ask me this question, and we'll go right back to it. Should, and I like this question, should I plant fruit trees instead of shade trees in my yard or in my landscape? To me, it makes more sense. We have such a vast variety of fruit trees and the different heights. You can get semi-dwarf, you can get dwarf, and you can get what we call just regular height, trees that grow their normal. If you're looking for something you want to put under power lines or you're only wanting to get Six, eight foot tall, you want to buy the dwarf variety. If you're okay with something going 10 to 12 foot tall, and and maybe more like uh, eight to 10 foot tall, you'd get a semi-dwarf. And then if you want to let the tree just grow and do its thing like a pear tree, a pear tree will get way on up. So I've seen pear trees 25 feet tall, but and that may not work in the area you're in. I have found that your dwarf and your semi-dwarf trees puts off just about as much fruit, easier to take care of. You don't have to do the pruning and the lemming like you do as often with just the regular variety of the fruit trees. Again, there's so many different variety of apples. What type does your family like? Do you like a sweet apple where you just pick it up and eat? Do you like something a little bit more tart? Do you like a very tart apple because you're going to cook with or can with? All makes a difference. You get to choose that. Different type of peaches. They have peaches that's open stone where you can just grab the peach, open it up, throw the seed out, wash it, and eat. Again, they have the cleans where you have to actually cut the stone out. Plums, that's a different variety. 
they have plums that could be a minimum size to a large variety of plums. These trees all do provide shade, but they do provide fruit. In the wintertime, when you've canned up or you've taken dehydrated some apples, some peaches, and you put those in to your different desserts or incorporate it into your cooking, it's a real treat. Not even uh, leaving out the jams, the jellies that you're preparing. So these are something to think about when you are designing or redoing your landscape around your house. The leaves seem to be more minimal, easier to take care of on fruit trees. That's just a nice thing right there. But you still wind up with the shade that you will with just a regular shade variety tree. And so it's kind of like getting uh, two for one, so to speak. You're getting your shade, plus you're getting something you can eat. So think about fruit trees and uh, instead of shade trees. Again, just like any tree, if you live in the country and you do have a septic system, you want to make sure that you don't plant trees over that, regardless if it's a fruit tree or if it's just a regular shade tree. So, but these are things you want to think about. Always look and see how tall up it's growing if you're planting under power lines. How wide is that tree going to grow? So that's easy enough to do. Let's see if we can get another one of these questions in here because they were some good questions. It looks like we're going to have to do a couple segments on this. So um, another good one was why buy heirloom seed or grow heirloom plants? Now, why not hybrids? Why, why not hybrids? Well, number one, we encourage you to save your seed. That way you do have them from next year. You can start your own, whether it be you start your sets for out in the garden, or if you plant directly in, you do have your seeds. You don't have to buy heirlooms, comes up over and over. You can actually share those seeds with some of your neighbors or some of your other gardening friends, and you keep that strand growing. Hybrid seeds do not produce the same plant the same fruit as they do the next year. They will tend to go back to the one they were crossed with, which has the most uh, into that one seed. In other words, the strongest of those two hybrids or three seeds that was crossed, you will actually see that happen then. So what you want to think about is with an heirloom, you get the same thing over and over again. I know uh, when it comes to uh, tomatoes, I love heirloom tomatoes. Watermelons is another thing. I like an heirloom watermelon. But every one of my seeds, every one of the plants I plant, I always try to... If I can get them, I get heirlooms, save the seeds, and I go again. That way, I know for certain that I've got seeds for the next year. And we've done a segment on saving seeds, and maybe we'll extend a little bit more on that in one of the next upcoming podcasts. But you want to make sure that you do save your seeds and properly save your seeds. That's one of the questions there. I hope that does answer something for you uh, a little bit on that. You know, Sure enough, I would like for you guys just to take a minute and go to our webpage. I think you're going to find out a lot of things there that uh, might uh, be worth your time just looking at. If you just browse our products, we make products for different things. Each and every application that uh, you could be using, whether you're doing gardening, planning, whether you're doing landscaping, whether you're doing some growing. Uh, you're some of the people that like to actually uh, root things, uh, take cuttings off of things. We have mixes for that, too. Tells you all about it on each one of our pages. Look around. We're a century-plus years farm. We've been around since 1907, 
and we're awful proud of that. You can actually look at the old farmhouse. It's still being in use today. It looks a little different than what it does on the webpage, but that's uh, kind of neat too, but it's actually still being used and lived in uh, for the fifth gen, sixth generations of the farm. So again, that's just as simple as going to daddypeace.com. I certainly do appreciate each and every one of you Listen, and I do encourage you to go to our webpage and to ask those questions because, you know, I come up with my thoughts on what I would want to know in gardening or what I've been asked. But, you know, if you got a comment, if you got a different way of doing things, a different variety that we've talked about, I would love to have that to be able to share with our listeners. So that's kind of where we are. You know, we really do want to help people grow. But, you know, I found out at my age and uh, I'm past retirement age, just to let everybody know. I still learn every day, and gardening is one of the loves of my life. I love to garden, but I like and love to help people garden also. So that's the one reason that we do with what we do with our mixes, with our compost. This is why we do the webcast, the web pages, the podcast. We do that so that we can help people grow. And when you Take the time to click on the site and let us know, hey, I heard you. I tried this and it worked. It really does make a difference. It kind of gives us a little bit of joy knowing that we did help someone along the way. You know, let's be realistic about it. That's kind of what we need to do in, in this whole world is try to help each other. So that's our take on the thing. Well, we certainly do appreciate you listening today. Hopefully that we have give you a few tips. Let us know what your garden looks like. Tell us if you try the new variety. I would certainly love to hear that. Until next time, you've been listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete, and I'm Melvin York. Thank you for joining today's Gardening with Daddy Pete. You can check out our website at daddypeets.com for additional gardening tips and our podcast at gardeningwithdaddypete.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.